Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Really, our desire to control reality and what's around us comes so much from this very staunch position we have that we know what kind of experience we're supposed to be having. All of the suffering is completely dependent on starting with an assumption about the kind of experience we're supposed to be having. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Zero looks like nothing, but it's not nothing. And something magical happens when you learn to let go and embrace zero. Because all of our suffering is dependent on an initial assumption about the kind of experience we're supposed to be having, what we think we should be experiencing, a vain attempt to control reality by projecting something onto a situation. So today we're gonna examine the power of zero and what it looks like when you embody nothing. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I think you ask a question, why do we X? And I forget what that X was, but I have a feeling that it's it could be one of two things. Either we care about them and want to help them, or we pretend that we do. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason to then that might be their motivation to, to get involved or um Oh, sure. There's many reasons why you'd want to control someone's emotions. But, you know, and they might be, from a psychological perspective, it might be interesting to look at what that is. But Kurt knows enough about how his ex is a lot like his mother to know that you know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) That it's it's, uh, not worth the effort. Well, it's just like at a certain point, the, there's the reductionistic, okay, well, she's like my mother in this way. And whenever my mother got upset, she made it like it was my responsibility to help her. And and so I married a woman. You know, it's like you do all that. Okay, fine. And those are great f- sort of scaffoldings and frameworks to understand what's going on. But at a certain point, you know enough and it, it's just time to unhook. Mm, yes. Okay. You know? That's the danger of the psychological realm is it's so tempting with its insights and its understanding that it can become a yet another book and yet another seminar and yet another whatever. At a certain point, it's just like, you know, you know enough. And I guess it depends on what you want the outcome of the interaction to be. Certainly. Certainly. But, you know, I mean, I, I think... Know that, I know what that is going to... What, what it's going to end up. It's been 25 years of that. Yeah. So I want something different. I can't, it, it's so funny, but the past three years, I've changed so much where I keep, it's like, yeah. makes me sick. 
it literally, that kind of interaction is too, I, I can't stand it. Yeah. Really don't like it. And you that's, want it to be different. In what way do you want it to be different? What do you want the outcome to be? Just to have a conversation. And I know, you know, and maybe that's the way I should go about it. It's like, hey, well, I know you're upset. I'm upset too. Let's, let's have a conversation. It doesn't need to, we don't need to take it out on each other. Let's try to support each other through this. You know, we still have a common bond here. We're, we always will with these two children we have. So something like something to that. Effect. But anyway. And the, the magic of surrendering in those moments, because what we're really talking about here is control, right? When we don't like the kind of experience, I heard uh, Adishanti say this recently. Um, he said, Sur- surrender to the fact that you actually don't know what kind of experience you're supposed to be having right now. You don't know. Really, our desire to control reality and what's around us comes so much from this very staunch position we have that we know what kind of experience we're supposed to be having, right? You go to a party, you think you're supposed to be having fun, right? You go to work, you think you're supposed to be having work mindset, you know, maybe you hard work, you know, focus, concentration, right? We have these preconceived notions, right? You go out on a first date and you expect to be having a good time. And then when it goes south, you're angry and upset that it didn't work out, right? All of the suffering that happens is completely dependent on starting with an assumption about the kind of experience we're supposed to be having, right? So when your soon-to-be ex-wife is wrapped around the axle and excessively upset in your uh, perspective, from your perspective, that's only problematic because you have a a priori assumption, a presupposition of how she's supposed to be reacting so that you can have the kind of experience that you think you're supposed to be having. <laughs> you see? You have to have that. If you, if you were completely in the moment and we're coming from a place of every moment, like, wow, I wonder what my experience will be like next. I have no idea, right? When you like unwrap a popsicle, right? You're expecting like a sugary, sweet goodness and a nice experience, right? And if it turns out it's rancid or like all the sugars somehow been drained out, you'd be like all disappointed, right? But if you were really related, it was like, I wonder what this is going to taste like. I've had 500 before, but I don't know what this one will taste like. If you were really coming from that place, then sure, you might not like the taste of the popsicle, but you wouldn't get all upset about the fact that you don't like the taste of the popsicle, right? There would just be one, there'd be pain, but not suffering over the pain, you see? You'd be like, oh, I really, uh, uh, look, I know you're upset, but could you try to relax a little bit? And then if that didn't work, you'd just be like, okay, I guess this is the flavor of my experience right now. I'm dealing with my crazy ex-wife. That's what's happening. I tried to do something. It didn't work. I guess this is what's happening now. I guess I'm in two hours of traffic. I guess I'm waiting an hour and a half for the dentist. I guess, I guess, I guess. You can try to influence it, but when the person, when the experience happens and then you go to fight with it, this isn't the kind of experience I should be having. That person shouldn't have cut me off. My ex-wife shouldn't be this upset. I shouldn't have this disease. Well, now you're arguing with God. But how come I can do that? I can do that in my business. 
I can do that with my child. We, who we think she's going to be okay, but uh, the past few months it's been, you know, touch or go, but I can be okay with what comes next. Uh-huh. I, I can be okay with the traffic and yeah. the road rage and not, not engage, just kind of do my thing and listen to my podcast or whatever. I can do all those things. And I didn't used to do those before. I know. So you've come a really long way. Do you want to know why you can do it in some instances and not in others? Would knowing the answer to that actually make a difference for you? Or would it just be a way of understanding and controlling your experience? (laughs) (laughs) You see, at a certain point, it doesn't matter. I mean, I could tell you, well, Kurt, right? Here's the, the tape from the back of my mind. Well, Kurt, of course, intimate relationships are where we're most triggered because of how it is harkens back to our family of origin issues and she's a stand-in for your mother and yada, yada, yada. But you know what? None of that matters. All that matters is the next time you're there, you just go, wow, Jody, it sounds like you're having a tough time. That's it. And you practice that because understanding it's not going to really make much of a difference. You understand it well enough already. Just practice. Okay. It's just like falling off a bike and being like, Dad, help me understand wow, how I fell off the bike. What did I do wrong? What? And he's just going to say, get back on the bike. Sometimes you fall off. Well, I'm not getting back on the bike until I know exactly what happened because then I'll be able to prevent it from happening again. Is there truth to that? Sure. It's like, well, you know, when you tried to turn, you just forked your front wheel and then you went over the handlebars. That was kind of, you know, if there was a really specific thing, it's helpful to understand. But after a certain point, it's going to be like, sorry, kid, you just got to keep going and you're going to fall down every once in a while. I suppose what would then we'd need to be not weary of, but I suppose open to is the fact that that unravels another thread in that there's a certain muscle memory to the way we argue, particularly in these relationships. You push this button, I push that button. You And you can almost like chapter and verse it. Whereas now when that person is saying something to you, that's triggering you, they're looking for something also. Yeah. Um, In somewhat, in in a somewhat schizophrenic, it's like a schizophrenic curiosity (laughs) because I want to control the outcome, but it's not really, it's, it's not, but it is. And it's, Yes. Right, then we'd have to be ready for whatever that's going to bring. Yeah, because when you tell that person, "Well, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. I wish you'd feel better about that." Yeah, God knows what that's going <laughs> to. Yeah, right. I love I love the expression "God knows" because because it's a letting go of control. I had a moment about a month or two ago where I was at dinner with a woman who was talking about her difficulty with men and. You know, uh, you know, dating, not dating, and and she'd said a bunch of things that basically was like a billboard for me because I can just read these kinds of things. It was like a billboard that said, "I need to be man free for a long time and sort my issues out." It was like clear as day, right? And so I started to go down that road of like suggesting that and like, well, you know, maybe this aloneness thing is something to look at, and she resisted. She pushed back and I could feel in me the killer instinct that was just like, I know what's true. You've given me all the signs. 
And I'm going to make a case now and show you how you're resisting and how you're wrong. And I felt that in me. And I'm so glad I did because I looked around and saw I was at dinner with a friend. (laughs) And I said, instead, I paused for a pretty long time and I said, sounds like you have a plan for what to do with men and how to go forward with the guy she was dating. And it was a little bit of an awkward moment where she was sort of surprised that I said that. And then we started talking about something else. And but let me tell you, the fire inside me of like, how could you let that go? This is, where's your commitment to truth that she's just going to cause suffering in herself and other people while she could, and, and all that was there. And I just was like, yeah, but it's beyond my control. I said something, I, I went down that road a little bit and it, it wasn't good. It wasn't going anywhere. Within seven days, she calls me up and says, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about this. And I've decided to go on a no-man diet for three months. And I'm, gonna, I'm seeing a therapist twice a week. And I'm doing all these things. And I'm going to really get to the bottom of my difficulty with aloneness. Exactly the outcome that that part of me wanted. Precipitated by something or someone else. And that's the magic of what happens when you learn how to let go. That's the zero. That's the power of the zero. We, it looks like nothing, but it's not nothing. It has power, but you have to trust it. Sounds like a teaching from somebody I know. Who's that? Uh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also a similar teaching from David Gordon with the parent effectiveness training. Sure. Instead, instead of solving your problem, child's problems help them understand what the problem is and trust that they'll figure something out on their own yes not sometimes always work but yeah exactly sometimes not doing is the best doing you can do yeah discerning the moments when that is well that's the art thanks for listening to manage to engage the clear and open podcast Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.